0: if you're in a state of low vibration and you're not achieving whatever it is you want to achieve, it's not that the law of correspondence is not working for you. It's not that the law of attraction is not working for you. Those laws are universal laws. They operate at all times in everything you do. So if you're at a low state of vibration and the quote-unquote reality that you're not enjoying, that is a direct reflection of what's going on inside. So the reason why I say that that's important is it gives you the realization that no matter what you do, it's always gonna work. And it gives you trust and it gives you faith that if I'm in a low state of vibration, I will always attract low state of vibrational things that are in harmony with it, vice versa. So when you understand that, you know that no matter what I do, this is gonna work so I can have more faith. And faith and belief is a very key point for when it comes to creating your reality.
1: You are now about to experience the REVIVE effect. My name is Matt Celestio, entrepreneur and holistic health specialist. And if you're ready to start your health journey, but don't know where to begin, you are in the right place. At REVIVE, we create better ways of living for our generation by changing the conversation around health. Each episode shows you exactly how to build health into your life. And you'll unlock tactics to improve your sleep, nutrition, anxiety, self-talk and mind. Break free from quick fix culture. It's time you learn to love your body and ignite the fire that makes you feel like the real you again. Welcome to The Revive Effect. Welcome back, you beautiful people. The Revive Effect podcast yet again for another incredible episode where we always deliver the best content for you. And today I want to open up with some really hard-hitting questions and I want you to actually think about... What these questions mean for you? So what causes you to feel burnt out? Why do you lack drives for the things that you want most in life? How come most of us feel directionless and we feel we're meant for so much more than the day-to-day things we engage with every day? Now these are some hard-hitting questions and I have personally quarreled with these in the ring over the years and especially as I've tried my hand at entrepreneurship. But what I've realized a lot of people around me struggle with this existential question as well is, what is my purpose? Believe me, after hitting the 25-year-old mark, I've experienced what they mean by a quarter-life crisis. I thought this was a joke, but here I am telling you they were not kidding. It's not a funny joke. It's a real thing. Now, as kids, we have big dreams. Some of us wanted to be a world-class dancer, others an NHL superstar. Yet the majority of us don't end up on Broadway or scoring that Game 7 overtime winner for our teams. But that doesn't mean we have to settle for a life that's less than what we imagined. Purpose can take on many roles, definitions, and meanings to each one of us. I know what you feel like if you're asking yourself those big questions. Is there more to life? Is this all I'll ever be? What is my purpose during this time on the planet? I have felt the same heavy, dense, and low vibrational energy that comes along with feeling directionless, whether it's unmotivated as well, or even stuck in a state of either excessive burnout or just outright procrastination. But I also know what it feels like to be truly aligned with purpose, with meaning, with a mission. Imagine what it feels like to wake up every day feeling energized and hungry for new opportunities and have a level of drive that just shocks everyone around you. This is my intention with today's episode, to give you the tools, strategies, and insights to help you transition from burnt-out and directionless to energized, fulfilled, and impact-driven. Now, there's no better guest than the guest I have on our show today to deliver you these incredible tactics than my man, Cody Dacke. Cody is a peak performance coach, certified Theta practitioner, and CEO of his thriving business called Live Beyond Boundaries. He's also the host of his popular podcast, Live Beyond Boundaries, which is dedicated to sharing the unique stories and perspectives of people that have found success and freedom on their own terms. Cody works towards an empowering mission to help people overcome themselves and unlock their inner greatness every day and offers some of the most exceptional world-class advice and conversation that I have personally ever experienced. He truly walks what he talks. He lives exactly by the words he teaches, shares, and offers – which I find to be a very uh, admirable, rare, and authentic way to live in our generation. Now, I met Cody at a networking event in Toronto last year, and he was one that stood out to me. In a sea of corporate enthusiasts, polished with their strikingly similar suits and haircuts, Cody brought this energy that just lit up the room in the middle of all of that. With debatably the best-kept beard and long hair, he had the adventure hat on and an outfit that separated him from the rest. Cody, in that moment, living beyond the conformity and boundaries of some of the most superficial networking events, was magnetic. As soon as we were introduced, the conversation and insights were flowing, and it was so impactful. And from that moment, I knew I needed to have him on my show to pick his brain, hear his insights, and deliver to you some of the best answers that I think we've had on the Revive Effect. What you can expect in this episode includes what Cody calls the Law of Correspondence, And how we do not attract what we want rather we attract who we are being we also get a dive into the action pendulum and how it affects those who are stuck in a state of procrastination and on the entire other end those who experience burnout and overwhelm you'll also understand if your daily actions and goals are a result of being pushed by pain or more advantageously being pulled by vision and we even talk about the secret to discovering and unlocking and finally setting out on your real purpose using some really insightful tactics. Put your distractions away, come present into this moment, and just be with your thoughts in this conversation for the next 45 minutes, and I promise you, you will be leaving this episode feeling more energized and aligned with who you truly want to be in life. Now let's get going. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Revive Effect. I'm your host, Matt Celesio, and today we're joined with my big man, Cody Dake in the house. How you doing, man?
0: Matt, it's a pleasure being here. I have have been looking forward to being on your podcast for quite some time now, so I uh, really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's been a hot minute since we first met, so we had that inception of the idea to actually in the studio, eh?
0: Definitely, yeah, but you know what? It's one of those things where you know Divine Timing lines things up perfectly, so I uh, really think that You know, the conversation we're going to have today is going to have the impact that it needs to have.
1: See, that's why we invite him on the show. He's got that good energy and you can feel it right from the start. So let's dive right into it because we're all about this topic today and I'm going to read it out for our listeners one more time. Go from burnt out and directionless to energized, fulfilled and impact driven. And I think you're the perfect person to speak to this because I follow you on social media. I've seen the stuff you put out and you talk about this almost A to B transition. And I think you have a lot of good things to offer here. So let's start right at the beginning. What causes us to feel burnt out, directionless, and lack drive for the things we want most in life?
0: Mm, Yeah, that is a fantastic question. And I want to say, first of all, that I think the vast majority of people struggle with that. For me personally, I really believe that a large portion of it is we live in a society that pushes a narrative that we all want the exact same thing. Right, like we all want to push for that, you know, nine to five grind. We all want that that nice car, uh, that nice house. We're led to believe that we all want the exact same things, and I think ultimately the danger in that is that you eventually realize that that does not bring you fulfillment, and that's what leads to misery, to burnout, to a lack of drive because it's not aligned with your purpose. So I think that you know that's one of the primary reasons is uh, there's a false narrative that's being pushed that. We all want the same things, but as, as humans, we're all very individual and we have all very individual needs.
1: Yeah, I like that. No, I've, and I'll add to that, actually. I'm reading Life on Purpose right now by um, Victor Stretcher, I believe, and he talked about this concept of eudaimonia, if I'm saying that correctly, and what it roughly translates to is the true self. And what he stated is, you are born with this state of euda- eudaimonia, And until you are able to tune out the distractions and externalities of the real world, you will always be misled down a path you don't want to go. Because it's right, like you said, it's not in alignment with your true self. Now, I want to ask you, because you've personally done that switch, right? You've been in that burnt out state, right? Doing a nine to five. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So, you know, before 2020, we all know what happened. Um, But I was, what I would say, living the traditional lifestyle. I had a very good career. I was a mechanic for almost nine years. Uh, I went to school for it. I had a four- year degree. I had a mortgage on a house, a good car. I had what I guess you could call the Canadian dream. But there was only one problem Matt, and that was I was really, really miserable and so burnt out. And it's not that my life was was bad by any means. like it was it was fine, but there was something deep within me that was very deeply unsatisfying. And for the longest time, I didn't know what it was. I thought that it was just something that was wrong with me. Now, I believe it was in 2020, I had a major realization, almost like a big epiphany, that I should take a break and I should separate myself from my life to help me gain a little bit of perspective. So what I decided to do was I took two months off of work and I bought a camper van. And I traveled all across the West Coast by myself. And I didn't know a single person on that trip. I thought that that was something very important for me, is to go somewhere where I don't know anybody. So they don't have any false perceptions of who I really am. And so that's what I'd done. And over the course of those two months, I deeply realized that the life I was living was the, the problem for my suffering. It was a life that was not aligned with my purpose and my mission in life.
1: Wow. So did you know your purpose before you left in this camper van? Is that why you felt misaligned or you discovered it while you were on that journey?
0: I discovered my purpose on that trip. I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew what I didn't want. Okay. And so that's why I talk a lot about being pushed by pain until you're pulled by vision. Because I was pushed by so much pain. I said, I want to do anything that will pull me out of this situation. Now, I didn't know what I wanted, Matt. I had no idea, but I just knew that I want to do something that is not my current life in hopes that I can somehow find what my passion is. And slowly, as I was pushed by pain and I started getting out of my comfort zone, that's when I slowly started realizing what my true passions were. And then in that transition, I started getting pulled, uh, pulled by my vision.
1: Wow, I love that. Now, we're going to dive into those that push by pain, pull by vision later on. uh, I really do like where you're going with this. But what what right now I want to talk about is, you know, with our earlier conversation, we touched on what you call the action pendulum. Now, can you just dive into why this pendulum matters for those who are stuck in a state of procrastination, as well as for the opposite, those who are stuck in a state of overaction and burnout. So both sides of the spectrum.
0: Amazing question.
1: The action pendulum
0: is something that I uncovered fairly recently, and I've been really dissecting it in my mind uh, quite often, and it came from a place from one of my biggest struggles, and that was procrastination. It's something that was my biggest challenge growing up, and it was my biggest challenge even to this day, like I'm not going to lie, and I started realizing that I was really struggling with procrastination, but also burnout at the exact same time. And I thought, how is burnout and procrastination linked? And that's where I realized they're not two separate things; they're one thing on a spectrum, and they're both on on opposite ends. Now, what I started realizing was, when I started when I tried to pull myself out of a procrastination habit, because procrastination is a habit; it's not it's not a characteristic; it's just a bad habit. Now, when I tried to pull myself out of that, I would try to change my habits in a way that would propel me very quickly out of procrastination but in doing that it would lead me to burning out
1: okay so
0: it was almost like a never-ending loop of just one to the other to one to the other
1: no balance it's just no balance both sides either one yeah because
0: like you know what procrastination is it's we all have a fight or flight response you know if if i tell you something that you don't like you can either fight or you, you or you can leave right but there's a third option and that's freeze Mm. that people don't talk a lot about. Now, when somebody is in a bad habit of procrastination, their brain does not default to fighting or to flight. It just freezes and it does whatever it can to not do what the perceived stressful situation is. So let's say that's making content, even though it's maybe not a stressful situation, your brain it, perceives it as so, and you're going to do anything to prevent yourself from doing that.
1: Like the most mundane thing, clean a pantry, clean a closet, scrolling, TikTok, scrolling TikTok.
0: going for a shower in the middle of the day for no reason. Like these are all things that, that I do. Like I, I catch myself very often. I'm like, why am I going for a shower at two o'clock in, in the afternoon? <laughs> There's no like, need oh, yet. because I'm, I'm supposed to be filming content and my brain's like, oh, why don't we, why don't we go do something else? And we'll do this later Wow, because it's stressful
1: it's almost like a trigger in a sense that causes you to be procrastinated right
0: definitely it is it is a trigger and the reason why i say it's a habit is because you can change it and you can train your brain into getting out of that habit
1: and is that something you've done personally it's something
0: that, that i'm doing i believe that personal development work and mindset work is something that you have to always do or else it slowly starts fading away it's like working out if you stop working out you're eventually going to lose that muscle mass yeah so it's something that i combat every single day i work on every single day are there bad days of course you know just yesterday it was not a very productive day but i think what the name of the game is is not striving for perfection it's striving for consistent growth
1: consistency show up 99 days out of 100 you showed up way more than somebody else right exactly exactly wow i love that okay so now let's talk on that opposite spectrum because you're right, we're so deeply rooted in, you know, habits that we put things off or we come, we succumb to our self-sabotaging behaviors and negative mindset. But there's going to be somebody, and I've personally struggled with this, is when we're just grinding, 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 I got to get things done, you know, I tie my worth to my work is almost textbook over, overworking and burnout. So what causes us to be overworked and burnout and always push for something, even though we know we should probably take a break?
0: Yeah, man, it's it, it's that hustle mindset. It's it's the idea that the more you do is going to equal in more results. And that's like the traditional hustle mindset is the more work you put in is the more work that you put out, hmm. which is not a false statement by any means. Like Business is very much a numbers game. The more you put in, the more you get out. But there's also another way to create. Now, this is where we start getting into some more metaphysical concepts like, you know, um quantum manifestation or whatnot. But really like what it is at its core without getting too far out there is sometimes it's less about doing, but it's more about being. Being more versus doing more.
1: You know why I'm happy you said that? Because my next question is literally the first story when we met, and I don't know if you remember the quote that you you said during our conversation and it was so good I said, I'm sorry man, I gotta pull up my phone and write this down. And you said, we do not attract what we want. We attract who we are being. After scrolling your social media, you talk about this a lot. You call it the law of correspondence. And we just spoke about this right before I asked this question. So can you just pick at this uh, topic for us? Just elaborate on its importance and how it can really help us manifest different things in our lives.
0: Definitely. So for people who don't know what the law of correspondence is, it's a principle that everything within or... the, the principle goes as follows it's as within, so without, as below, so above. So let's just look, for example, like if you look at, at a tree, for example, the roots directly reflect the outer branches, right? So that's a perfect definition of, of as within, so without. Um, and what the principle is is that our outside personal reality is a direct reflection of our internal personal, uh, personality. Now, the reason why this is important is because when we look at creating our reality in the most basic principle, a lot of people fall into the victim mind frame of things are happening to me versus I'm happening to things or to life. Now, when we're in that, in that victim mind frame, it's very hard to create change because you want to change your results, but you're not able to because you're falling victim to those results. And that's where the law of correspondence comes in. It, it really gives you power because it, it shows us that all of, our out, uh, all of our external results are a direct reflection of what's going on inside of us. And what I mean by inside of us is our thoughts, our feelings, the habits we embody, which ultimately lead to the action we take or that we don't take. Mm. So that is at the core of what the law of correspondence is.
1: Beautifully articulated, man, I have to say. Thank you. Now, I just want to add an extra little point there is I agree with you in 100%. 100% and I've, I've experienced this firsthand in my life is like energy attracts like energy. So I've, I've been at points in my life where I've been high and I've been low, like we all have. And I can even see the external world around me. I'm attracting either low vibe energy or low vibe people, or at the same time, high vibe opportunities, high vibe people. And like you said, it's very difficult to manifest change if you're low vibe. Right, You want something bigger and better, but you can't attract that if you're not in the same vibration as that, high, as that high vibrational thing you're looking for, that high vibrational person you're looking for, or whatever it is. Now, what would your advice be to somebody who is stuck in that almost cyclical, monotonous routine of negativity, but they want to attract something better, but they just can't seem to raise their vibe to attract that mm-hmm. higher vibe thing?
0: Yeah. So before that, I get to your question, I think it's important for people to have the realization that if you're in a state of low vibration and you're not achieving whatever it is you want to achieve, it's not that the law of correspondence is not working for you. It's not that the law of attraction is not working for you. Those laws are universal laws. They operate at all times in everything you do. So if you're at a low state of vibration and the quote-unquote reality that you're not enjoying, that is a direct reflection of what's going on inside. So the reason why I say that that's important is it gives you the realization that no matter what you do, it's always going to work and it gives you trust and it gives you faith that if I'm in a low state of vibration, I will always attract low state of vibrational things that are in harmony with it, vice versa. So when you understand that, you know, that no matter what I do, this is going to work. So I can have more faith and faith and belief is a very key point for when it comes to creating your reality. Mm. So going to your question, how does somebody, your question was, how does somebody uh, raise their vibration?
1: Yeah, to start attracting that new vibrational energy that they want. Right.
0: So that, that's a very good question, first of all. What comes to mind, honestly, is we have to get beyond ourselves. And what I mean by getting beyond ourselves is overcoming the program that's going inside of our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, basically our personality, and the most simple way to do this, it it, it it's so simple, although it's not always e- easy to implement, it's meditation, it's mindfulness. Because you're operating on, on a program, essentially a paradigm, which is basically a clump of habits and beliefs that are dictating your entire uh, external reality. Now, the only way to overcome that is to practice mindfulness. Now, when you do that and you you start meditating and you start journaling and you start almost disassociating from your external reality and you're taking that external awareness and you're placing it within, you start realizing that what's going on outside of you is not really real. It's just a perception. But we think it's real because we can see it with our eyes. So it, it's almost like it gives you a, a different perspective shift because now you start seeing that What is going on in your life that maybe you're not liking it's actually not permanent and really at the core of it it's not really real because what is real now what I like to say to some clients is imagine something in your mind let's say uh, a very famous one is think of a pink elephant you can close your eyes and you can visualize that pink elephant or you can visualize whatever scenario you want so what's the difference between that and what you're seeing outside in your reality nothing it just we it's different perceptions
1: so it, i i love that now when you're saying you know shift that perception and get rooted in your mindfulness and your meditation that's where you, i guess you're actively visualizing the higher vibrational energy you want to mm-hmm. attract is that what i'm hearing you say
0: definitely yeah and I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because i think it needs a bit of clarity once you start practicing mindfulness what what meditation does is it helps you disconnect your uh your attention from your external reality on what's not going right in your life all of the things that are happening to you and it places the attention within now when the now when your attention and your energy is within that's when you can start visualizing now that's where the process of visualization comes into play because imagination is one of humans' higher faculties like So far, we believe that humans are the only species that are able to have this in-depth of an imagination. Now, because it's a higher faculty, we can now close our eyes, disconnect from our senses and start visualizing a new reality. And that's where getting in the habit of practicing visualizing and imagining what it is that you do want to experience but the problem is, Matt, is that most people visualize what they don't want to experience. People are like, "Oh, I bet there's gonna be another bill in the mail. I bet there's gonna be this," and they're and they're visualizing it. It becomes a self a self fulfilling prophecy. Mm. Now that's why going within and rewriting the story, r- visualizing a new story, becomes so important because what you're doing is, if you think of a computer, you're literally pulling the program and you're rewriting a new software program and when you do that the computer is going to start doing different things and producing different results.
1: I love that so much and I think you again articulated beautifully man. I'm going to add to that point uh, on the topic of visualization and mindfulness because you just jogged my memory and have you ever heard of something called the Tetris effect in psychology? I have not. So basically the premise states that what you are looking for, you will see. So if I told you right now in this room, how many blue things do you see? And you count one, two, three, four, five, whatever it is. But then I would say, but did you see any red that whole time you're looking for? And you go, no, because I was just looking for the blue. And then they extrapolate this data into the real world and they actually look at lawyers and their their what do you call it, bond with their wives or their, their husbands. And because lawyers are primed to look for the errors in contracts or documents or the case, they are primed to look for problems and, you know, hiccups in their real lives, in their relationships. They'll nitpick their wives or their husbands. And they actually show that lawyers have a really high rate of divorce Mm -hmm. or poor marital status. So it's really cool to see that, you know, what you're looking for, you will see. Now, to your point of visualization and mindfulness, let's say somebody is stuck in a job they don't like. They've been where they go, oh, my gosh, my job has absolutely no meaning. I'm doing nothing all day. Can you reframe that situation and be more mindful in the sense of, you know, am I able to learn a new skill today? While wow, I'm grateful for that new skill. Or, you know what? This is paying me so I can go to the gym that gives me better mental health. Or I'm, I'm having the money that I can to eat the food that I want. So you can see that once you're shifting that perspective and, you, again, you're being more mindful in that situation, you can almost start to attract the things that you want to look for because you're now looking for the positive rather than focusing on that. This job sucks. You know, this person sucks. X, Y, Z. What do you think of that?
0: So building up on the point that you had made about the Tetris effect in psychology, the one way that you can utilize that technique is begin doing certain exercises. And I'm going to share one with you that I use every single evening and it works phenomenally. And that is getting in a habit of writing five to 10 wins for the day, as well as five to 10 things that you're grateful for, for that day. Because again, what you, what you look for, you will see. Now, If you force yourself, because sometimes it's a bit difficult, so if you force yourself in the evening to find five things that you are grateful for that day, and you write five things that you consider to be a win for that day, and you do that on a long enough time frame, then you start seeing yourself as a winner and somebody who's grateful because now you're gonna naturally start pointing out all of the things that you're grateful for. So it's, it's one of those things where it's a habit. Oh, for sure and so getting in the habit of training yourself to start noticing the things that you're grateful for start noticing the things that you are doing correct in your life and very shortly that's all you're going to start seeing something ne- negative happens you're like wow well i'm grateful that this didn't work out because i'm sure something even greater is going to come afterwards mm-hmm. it's all just a perception right like You know, negative experiences happen to everybody. It doesn't matter what your vibe is, but it's all on how you perceive and how you handle that situation. Which can either, again, raise or lower
1: your vibe even more.
0: Exactly, and that's why attitude is so important. It's when something happens to you, you have to decide, how do I want to react to this situation? Do I want to lash out and further spiral down my vibration? Or do I want to react in a way that is constructive and positive so I can continue my upward spiral?
1: powerful so simple but so powerful exactly, right Exactly. yeah now touching on your five wins and it was five things you did correct is that what you said so
0: five day? five wins for the day and about five things that you're grateful for
1: okay so let's use that to transition to this next question because Our generation is infatuated with the results and instant gratification, right? So if people are, you know, looking for the things that they want and they're writing down at the end of the day, they might be quick to say, you know, oh, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to fit into a size two dress or make a million dollars. But you actually say, and per our conversation before, we're looking at success entirely wrong in this perspective. We're trying to go from burnt out and directionless to energized and fulfilled and impact driven while missing an important piece to the puzzle. And that's where you speak about how focusing on changing the habit rather than changing the result is a more powerful driver of success. Now, what do you mean by this? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: great question, because it causes a lot of confusion for a lot of people. What I will say is when it comes to having an abstract vision for yourself and for your future, you do want to have an idea of what that end goal looks like, whether you want to lose weight or whatever it is you want to do. You want to make a million dollars, whatever it is you want to have that abstract vision and that visual imagination of what that looks like for you. But what you're talking about is when it comes down to the goals. Because going back to the whole principle of the law of correspondence, that our internal state creates our our external reality, it makes no sense to try to change the external world if it comes from within. Because that's where a lot of the grind and the hard work comes in. Like people are trying to work hard. They're trying to change their reality so it can mold to what they want. But what's a lot more effortless is to identify the habits that are going to naturally produce the result that you want. So let's say you want to, you know, gain 10 pounds. Because like for me, I'm actually on the journey of gaining weight, not losing weight. It's very uncommon, but that's my journey. So let's say I'm I'm trying to gain 5 pounds. Well, when I'm building a habit, it makes much more sense of building a, uh, building a goal around the habits I need to do to gain that weight. So some of the habits might be eating twice as much. It might be going to the gym a certain amount of times a week and solely focus on the, on the habit, because so long that you complete those individual tasks as the habit, the result is going to happen no matter what, whether you like it or not, you start eating more, you start, you start training more, you're going to gain weight. And I think that that is a much more empowering state because now it's something that you can control versus trying to change something that you can't control, which is an external state, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it even goes back to, you know, you don't attract what you want, you attract who you are being, right? And that's the exact same thing.
0: Exactly. And it it's one of those things where, you know, you, you don't attract gaining or losing weight by by wanting it you know i want to lose weight i want to lose weight it's not going to do anything but if you are somebody who goes to the gym regularly and who eats correctly then that is what you're going to attract and to me that is a much more impactful state and it doesn't mean that you can't do it the other way around but it's going to take a lot less work if you just work on changing yourself and your habits
1: yes i agree so much with that now, just to transition with that, because I think a lot of people right now, they might be a little bit excited. Yo, know, I like what Cody's saying. I'm gonna go take the initiative. But sometimes something gets in the way and so often we tie our identity to our ability to do something, whether that's a positive identity or a negative identity. And sometimes we impose limits on ourselves that just simply aren't true. Yet these limits cause us to feel directionless, insecure and unmotivated to take on the goals that you know we desire the most. Now, what's your opinion on the topic of you have to let go of your old life and self in order to make space for your new one?
0: I'm actually very excited about this question <laughs> because I don't talk a lot about, a bit, uh, a lot about it, Matt, because some, some people might think that I'm crazy. But this is how I've managed to create everything that I want in my life. And this is how I choose to create my reality. Now I'm a firm believer that if you want to create something new in your life, there's also something equally that you have to let go of. Now we always think that oh we you know we always want to change we always want to do something, but seldomly do we think of the things that we have to let go. You have to like if you want to, uh, let's say, go to the gym more. You're gonna have to let go of. The habits of sitting on your couch and watching Netflix maybe for a couple hours. You're going to have to let go of all of these other things. And so the idea that you need to let go of your old self is definitely a very valid point. And I can't tell anybody the one right way to do it. But how I do it, now this might be a somewhat negative trait if it's uncontrolled, but I am quite delusional when it comes to the things that I want to create and what I mean by delusional I want to be very specific uh what I mean by delusional is I've I've naturally been very good at disassociating myself from my current reality and place all of my attention on the reality that I'm creating whether that's building a business traveling more often whatever it is um and and that's what I do because when I'm able to separate myself from all the things that aren't going right in my life, I'm able to place that energy into a constructive manner on all the things that can propel me forward, if that makes
1: sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I dig that. Now, we've talked about cleaning the mind, cleansing the mind, being mindful. Now we've talked about identity separating. We've done all the inner work at this point to the podcast, mm-hmm. which is really, really essential. And I, I know you'll agree with me that it's ground. it's the ground foundation that you need. So let's talk about the environment now that we've cleansed ourselves, okay? We're often affected a ton by the energies of people around us. Again, whether that's positive or negative. Now, this can cause us to become even more deflated and directionless and procrastinate if that's what's affecting our energy. Now, I want to ask you personally because you're somebody who has a good vibration. Now, how do you personally overcome absorbing negative energies or low vibration energies around you so that you continually show up driven, fulfilled, and in control?
0: Mm phenomenal question and you know you are completely right the internal work is definitely the majority of the work but we've also got to tackle some of those things um, you're you, we obviously live in a world where there's other people that are maybe at a lower vibration or that don't fully align with where you're going in life and you know some people might not like this I'm going to be very honest but a lot of the time you need to create very strong boundaries and either limit the time you spend with certain people that really bring you down or outright fully cut out some people if it's really that toxic and it's hard for a lot of people to hear that because as humans we are we are uh, beings that need connection now that is something that you know needs to be done to a certain point that if you are going at a certain direction in life there are naturally going to be people that fall away and they don't naturally um, align with your path And that's okay. That's a part of life. Now, what I would say is, you know, there are some people that you're going to have to let go temporarily or limit the amount of time you spend with them. Now, there are some people that you just can't get away from for some reason. And that's where building the practice of continuously doing the mindfulness work, like we had talked about in the first half of this podcast, is so important because if you're dealing with one or two people, You can overcome that negative energy if you're in a place where you know you're super tuned in, you're super aligned, you can naturally deflect some of those energies. But the reason why I really like what you said, Matt, in terms of changing your environment, one of the most powerful ways to change your reality and bring yourself in a different state, if you've already done the internal work, the internal work has to be done first. The most powerful way is to change your environment. And what I mean by that is for a lot of people that might look like going to a different city, going traveling, surrounding yourself with a different friend group, because we attract like energies, but also energy gets transferred through osmosis. Like we're sitting across from, from each other and there's an, an energetic transfer. It's something that if you're somewhat intuitive, you can feel. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're very conscious of that, you can learn to use those energies for your benefit. Now, where I grew up, nothing wrong with a place. It was a small town in southern Manitoba. But But to be very honest, there was not a whole lot going on. There wasn't much of an entrepreneurial journey. It wasn't aligned with me. Now, I could have done all the mindfulness work in the world. I could have done all the mindset work. But it wouldn't have been enough to do the things that I want to do today. So what I did was I separated myself. I left that environment and I started traveling. And I started surrounding myself and going to the places where there's people that are on the same mission as I am. And when you do that, what happens? You naturally start attracting their energy. And now the process of going where you are to where you want to be is so much easier. It kind of goes back to that famous quote of, you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with most. So if you want to build a really successful business, it's probably in your best interest to surround yourself with a group of people that are doing the exact same thing because it makes the process so much, e- so much easier.
1: Yes, yeah, you emulate them, you learn a thing or two from them. And again, you, feed, you can feed off their energy. You know what it's like to be around a high vibe or low vibe person, right? Exactly.
0: And like, you know, perfect example of this is if you want to be in the film business industry, where do you go? Los Hollywood, Angeles, yeah. Hollywood, yeah. right? Because the energy is, like you said, it, it's, it's all emulating towards one specific vision, towards show business, towards those creative pursuits. So what I would recommend people do, what, and something that, that they can do today, is you first get really clear on what it is that you want. And if you are in a place where you're fully committed and you know for a fact that your current environment is not going to push you towards where you want to go, Start looking for either places or start looking for people in your same city that align with you to help you on that vision. Because I can tell you right now from personal experience, it makes your life a lot easier if you're surrounded with people that have your best interests in mind.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're never going to get dragged down. They're good energy. They want you the best for you. And again, you reciprocate back to them, right? It's this whole feedback cycle. Exactly. Exactly. Now, let's move on here. There's a post on your Instagram showing you two years apart. And this is, you mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, and this is where it's looping back in. You labeled it in 2020, you said you were pushed by pain. And in 2022, you labeled yourself pulled by vision. Now, how does someone know if they're being pushed by pain or being pulled by vision? And how does it look like in both scenarios? Hmm. Phenomenal question. How
0: I would decipher whether you're being pushed by pain or pulled by vision, in my personal experience, was when I was being pushed by pain, I didn't know what I wanted Matt. I had no idea. I just knew what I didn't want. So what I told myself in that moment was, as long as I know what I don't want and I move in the opposite direction, I have to be making some sort of progress. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're doing it correctly, that's a very temporary state. Because as you get pushed by pain and you're moving away from that um, unideal circumstance, naturally you start uncovering things that you do like. And how you start doing that is as you just start doing things and you start experiencing things, you are able to start deciphering what you like and what you don't like. And then through that process, it is a journey. Sometimes it's a very long journey. But you eventually start finding the things that you enjoy doing. And that's what happened to me. I mean, it only for me, it only took a week. Once I, Once I took that vacation, it took me one week. And I sat in my camper van and I thought to myself, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm meant to be traveling, exploring, just being out in nature and exploring this big, beautiful rock that we're on. It only took me a week, but I feel like the thing that you have to do, which we might tie into this later, is you have to be brave and you have to step out of your comfort zone because just because you don't like your current reality doesn't mean that you're you're comfortable with it. People are very comfortable being, being in uh, situations that they don't like, but they can't find what their vision is or what they're inspired to do because they're not going beyond their comfort zone. And I like to say that everything you want in life lies outside of your comfort zone. So until you make that leap and you decide to push yourself away from the pain, you're, you're never going to find what it is that you want to achieve.
1: You know what, man? You're so intuitive the way that you just said that because like the, the literal next point I have here is you, you literally state, you know, the universe favors the brave. Are you familiar with this right now? I am. So you, you also said if you know what you want and why you want it and have the courage to pursue it, the universe will take care of the how. Mm-hmm. Can you just elaborate on this for us?
0: Yeah, so, you know, that's a principle that uh, really guides my life. The fact that, you know, the only thing you need to know in life is what you want why you want it, and as long as you're willing to push yourself out there and take that risk, take that leap of faith, things will always, always work out. And it's really a law. It's, it, it's not that it might not happen. It's, it, things have to change. Now, how I could elaborate on that is every profound change in my life has happened when I took a massive risk. Now, some of those risks, they weren't quite successful in the short term, but they've led me to experience something completely different and has continuously propelled me down a greater path. Now, I want to share a very uh, personal story that I don't really share with, with too many people for this exact point. So before that, I met my partner, I, you know, we, we were friends for a bit and, and we were talking back and forth, but there was something that was telling me that, you know, you should just go ask her out. Now, I was kind of hesitant. I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I was, I was lacking a little bit of confidence, you know, and that's where that term entered my mind. It was almost like a download mat cool. and I was laying in my tent. Uh, be, we were, we were tree planting. So we were working out in the forest up in Northern British Columbia for context And I was laying in my tent, and it was almost like I received a download from the universe. And it said, the universe favors the brave. And I sat there, and I'm like, hmm. I go, okay. And so I mustered up as much courage and as much bravery as I possibly could. And I told myself, either way, if this works out or not, at least I tried. Because the only things that we regret in life are the things that we don't do and that we don't try. So I did it and I walked up there and, you know, sure enough, things worked out. Um, and, and that's one of the most powerful stories because that's when that way of life entered uh, my mind essentially.
1: So just for context, did you get up out of the tent, like right after that download and walk on over to Cat?
0: It took me like a few minutes. I'm, oh my goodness. I'm, wow. I'm not going to lie because, you know, I was lacking confidence, but you know, this is a whole different conversation, but confidence and and courage are not the same thing, right? So I just built up as much courage as I possibly could and I just built it all up for a few minutes and I went out there and things ended up working out. And after that experience, I just told myself, I said, from now on, whenever I'm facing a challenge or I'm facing a hard decision, I'm going to tell myself that the universe will always favor the brave and the courageous. And if you have the courage to step out of your comfort zone and do something outside of the ordinary, you will always be more successful than if you would have stayed in your comfort zone.
1: Powerful reminder that we need to have, right? Yeah. And just for context, like Cody, you did the scariest thing any man could do, (laughs) cold approach a girl. So you know what? If you can do that, anything is possible in my opinion, man. So I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. Really cool. Now to wrap up here, let's just hammer this home with one knock out of the park. So many of us don't know what we want. And this has been a reoccurring pattern in our podcast today. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we want to do that makes us feel fulfilled. We're scared of that unknown, that new venture we want to pursue. And you talk about being bold, being courageous, which I agree with. What would your advice be if that person was sitting in front of you today, that they're struggling right now and they want to find their purpose and impact and fulfillment in their daily life? What would you tell that person?
0: Yeah, that's, that's one, of the, one of the ultimate questions that I think everybody Everybody experiences. Now, to me, what I've learned is that it's a very uh, simple practice, and that is step outside of your comfort zone. Now, it's, it, it really does start small, but what I would say is if you don't know what you want and you're feeling directionless and you're feeling lost and you just like, what is going on? You know, I, I feel like I have no purpose in life. I'm being very honest right now. Find something that is extremely difficult or very uncomfortable for you to do. My personal favorite is doing cold plunges. Um, I've recently started doing five kilometer runs every single day. And doing something that sucks so much in the moment, and once you start doing that over and over, it starts training your mind to step out of your comfort zone. And once you start doing that, you're more willing to try new things. And that's the second part of the equation. The first step is step out of your comfort zone. And number two is you have to try new things because unless you try new things, you're never going to experience new things. So if you're feeling directionless and lost, start trying to pick up a new hobby. Go traveling solo for a month. Do something. It honestly does not matter, Matt, what you do, but do something. And if you do something that you're not used to doing on a long enough time frame, you will ultimately find direction. You will find purpose. I'm telling you, it has worked for me. It has worked for many other people that I've spoken to. But you need those two key steps. You need to get get outside of your comfort zone and practice that habit because that builds that, that courage in yourself and then actually get out there. Now, my, my personal favorite, I mean, you know, this is not a solve all for everybody, but I personally believe after traveling for the past three years is I really believe Matt that everybody should go traveling for a few weeks to a month by themselves somewheres where they don't know a single person. It doesn't even have to be far go on a camping trip for a week by yourself and you will learn so much about yourself because all of the all of the question or sorry all of the answers and all of the questions you have about life are all within you already. You don't have to go looking for them, but you have to disconnect yourself from what your current reality
1: is. You have the most powerful answers ever, and I'm so grateful that you got to share them on this podcast. Cody, my man, thank you for coming on here. Where can our listeners find you after the show just to connect with you? Where can they go?
0: Yeah, so I'm on virtually every social media platform. I'm primarily on Instagram. That's where I I post most of my content. I'm also on TikTok um you know you can find me at nomadic underscore cody and yeah man like if one of you guys want to reach out or just let me know your personal story i'm only a, a dm away I, I honestly love talking with people i I love connecting with people so you know don't be shy
1: love that yeah and you also have a podcast give your podcast a plug right now man. yeah
0: i also have a podcast it is at live beyond boundaries that is my podcast uh you know Just very shortly, the intention behind it was as I started traveling, I started meeting really cool people, people with amazing stories, amazing um, experiences in life. And I thought it's kind of selfish for me to experience these and not share them with other people. And, you know, that's that was the whole intention is to share stories and share perspectives of others that have done extraordinary things.
1: Awesome. Yes, I love it. Now we're going to link all that in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening to this do. So have a look over to Cody's stuff. He does remarkable work. And again, Cody, thank you for coming on the show today.
0: Matt, thank you.